Welcome, Planeswalkers, to another episode of the Daily MTG Podcast. I'm Trick Jared, here with my two co-hosts, Gavin Verhey and Tifa Robles. How are you guys? Doing great. Thank you, Trick. Yeah, wonderful. The, this is our second time recording, so uh, unfortunately I had to undo the fun intro of the first recording. So <laughs> All I'm going to say is it involved Oakley Doakley Do, and that's <laughs> it. You guys can use your own imaginations. I, I Like I said, it was fun. I'm, it's just we're on a tight time schedule right now. So we haven't been around in a couple of weeks. We're back. We're excited. We're going to do a couple more episodes before the end of the year. We've got them all planned out, so they will happen. But let's talk about what happened since we last recorded. Most recently, most exciting, and most awesome, Commander 2013 just released. Yes, today for us. Today for us, last Friday for you guys, and it's awesome. Yeah, and I know I have plans to play Commander this weekend. Oh, I always have plans to play Commander. I can't wait to get my hands on these decks and my friends around a table, and good times will be had. I see three people in this room. You want to just skip podcasting and play some Commander instead? Oh, don't tempt me, man. <laughs> I, I would love to shuffle up Nekuzar against you. He's probably one of my favorite Commanders out of the set. Uh, Nekuzar, the Mind Razor, for those of you who don't know, he's two colorless, a blue, a black, and a red. Legendary Zombie Wizard. Always a good combination. And a 2-4. He says, at the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws an additional card. Yeah, that's pretty nice for a blue-black-red guy. Oh, wait. Whenever an opponent draws a card, Nekuzar the Mind Razor deals one damage to that player. Gavin, would you like an extra card? Oh, yes, please. Take a damage. I'll make that trade every time. Thank you, Trick. You're such a nice gentleman. Don't forget to draw your normal card for the turn and take an additional point of damage. Another damage? Well, I guess I can handle that. Just don't cast Opportunity on me or anything. Eight well. turns later. <laughs> no! Uh, so if I'm playing Nekusar, who would you play in this game of Commander? Oh, well, I think the natural foil to Nekuzar, and also my favorite commander, is Aloro, Ageless Ascetic. Uh-huh. Uh, he's got eight vowels in his name, which is pretty cool. <laughs> but he also gains you two life at the beginning of every upkeep, even if he's in your command zone. So uh, to read off the full card to you, Aloro, Ageless Ascetic, three, white, blue, black. He's a giant soldier, which is pretty cool. He's big. Uh, and at the beginning of your upkeep, you gain two life. But also... At the beginning of your upkeep, if he's in your command zone, you gain two life. Oh, wow. So just every turn, you're racking up the life. And he also has this totally sweet ability that says whenever you gain life, you can pay one. And if you do, you get to draw a card, and each opponent loses one life. So you have this great card advantage engine. You have this great way to keep up on life over time. And in the commander decks I like to play, that's really important because I often play pretty controlling commander decks. And if your, your opponent is a jerk and playing Nekuzar the Mind Razor, you get to gain <laughs> two life back every turn. So that's it's like, true. It's happening for free. Yeah. It's a good deal. So, Tifa, who are you going to play so that you can beat Gavin and I? So, I think I'm just going to be a little more aggressive than you guys. Okay. Which tends to be how I play anyway. Sure. Uh, but I really like Marath, Will of the Wild, and I'm really excited for his flexibility and all the awesome things that he does. Uh, so, he costs one red, a green, and a white. And on the card, he's in 0 0, but when he enters the battlefield, he enters with a number of plus one, plus one counters on it, equal to the amount of mana spent to cast him. Oh, okay. And so the first time you cast this, that's going to be three. And then whenever he goes back to the command zone, it's going to be adding two each time. And then the awesomeness that is the flexibility I was talking about is that you can pay X amount of mana, mm -hmm. remove X amount of plus one, plus one counters, and choose one of the following three options. Option one... 
put X plus one plus one counters on a target creature. Uh, so, you know, I could make my guys bigger than your commanders and stomp over you. <laughs> uh, or I can deal X amount of damage to target creature, so I could just kill your commanders. Right. Or, lastly, put a XX green elemental creature token onto the battlefield, so that I have more creatures out there. Oh, okay. Uh, and one of the cool things that I really like is how you can cast him, immediately remove those counters... He goes back to the command zone, and then you can cast him again with more counters. Yeah, absolutely. And being that he's Naya-colored, I mean, you've got lots of mana ramp opportunities and just a lot of benefits. Now, it's worth noting with Marath, there is errata with his release. And that errata says that for that ability she was talking about, X can't be zero. So it's a great ability, great commander, Right, and we just did that in R&D because with a card like Soul Warden, which gains you life whenever it comes into play, you can just gain 500 trillion life. Or, right. you know, whenever, right. even worse, something that says whenever one of your creatures dies, your opponent loses one life, you just kill all your opponents. And that's not very much fun. Right, so. right. Yep. These decks are exciting. They are awesome. They are on sale now in your local game shop or if you have a big box like Walmart, Target, any of those. And they will be coming to Magic Online. They aren't here yet. They will release December 20th of this year on Magic Online. And since I play a lot of Commander on Magic Online, I cannot wait to get them. There's a lot of lot, lot of cool cards in these. Definitely check them out. Well, yeah, another thing to keep in mind, too, for many people out there who maybe Commander isn't your thing, these are all legal and legacy and vintage, too. That's so true. There's That's a lot true. of exciting cards in here that uh, people are talking about for those formats. True Name Nemesis is one of them. What does that do? Uh, true True Name Nemesis is pretty awesome. It's one UEU for a 3-1 Merfolk Rogue. Pretty relevant for you legacy guys. The creative team three of bone on that one. And when it comes into play, you choose a player. Now, why are you choosing a player, you might ask? Check this out. True Name Nemesis has protection from the chosen player. Oh, wow. So it's basically one-sided progenitus. Right. I have protection from all your stuff. I can still enchant it. I can do whatever I want. But you do not exist to this creature. So it is so powerful. I mean, aside from like a Supreme Verdict or something, not even a Pyroclasm will deal with this. So if, if we're playing each other, you choose me. Yeah. Am I able to block the True nope. Name Nemesis? I, I can't block it. But it's my creature. It's not me. Sorry, he doesn't like you or your creature. Dang it. Okay. Every spell you cast has an essence of you in it, Trick. Fair enough. Put a of it is my mana. Spell. It's my magic. True Name Nemesis is pretty awesome. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, there's some really cool stuff in here. Um, a lot of a lot of fun new things to do. And for Commander, Cube, Legacy, Vintage, you're going to want to check some of these cards out. There's some fun stuff to do here. You know what else was fun? Winning. Also, the challenge decks at Game oh, Day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So another thing that we haven't been around for from Theros was the Theros Game Day. And before that, something that really informed the game day was the Pro Tour. I was at Pro Tour Theros in Dublin, Ireland. That Pro Tour was one of my favorite I've ever been to. One of my tasks, one of my duties at the Pro Tour is picking the feature matches. And I work with the other coverage guys and stuff like that. But there were rounds on day two where three of us were staring at ten potential feature matches. Just because the format was so skill rewarding. The set was so awesome. That they would sit down and be like, how do we pick between these 10 Hall of Famers, top-tier pros, and just awesome matchups? I was really, really excited to see how many Theros cards were making, like, the decks. And, like, Devotion just took off. Yeah, I mean, 
not only were a lot of great players playing exciting decks, but a lot of them were really new decks focused on many of the new cards. Yeah. There was a ton of devotion. The top eight had four of the five gods. Mono blue devotion took the whole thing down. Yeah. There's a lot of great storylines. And as we've seen in the weeks since, nothing seems to be too dominating. There's a lot yeah. of good places to go in the format, a lot of cool new decks coming out of it. And so at game day, there was a... At game day, there were a lot of things you saw at the Pro Tour and also also some new stuff players brought to the table as well. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing about game day, of course, you have your normal standard tournament. But for this set, we did something new. We put a new uh, experience-designed game in place with a Hydra deck. And the Hydra was awesome. Like we, We've gotten to play it a couple times inside. But seeing the community's response, seeing how many people had a great time, I think we can say it was a huge success. Yeah, and the great thing about the challenge decks, uh, and we're actually doing this for the whole block, uh, so there will be another challenge deck in Born of the Gods and then Journey into Nyx. Uh, But the Theros Hydra challenge deck was really great for multiplayer or an individual person. So like, if, if you were able to buy one of the challenge decks and take it home, then you can actually practice a deck against the Hydra by yourself, uh, or you can play with a whole group of friends that you have over, yeah. and that's just something that's really awesome that we haven't really had before. Yeah, I've seen a lot of great feedback on it, because A, like you said, you can play it in the store or with friends, but also it's not like competitive, because no one, like, when you're playing against the Hydra, you are playing against a deck of cards. So if you beat the Hydra, nobody feels bad about it, and if you all lose against the Hydra, you're all rallying back to go that's fight right. it again. So you can yeah. go through it quickly, you can do it with any level of, of skill, because the Hydra deck has a sliding difficulty scale. Yep. So there's a lot of really cool stuff going on. I really can't wait to see how you guys can use use this in creative ways and also how the challenge deck from Born of the Gods goes over. That's right. Now, uh, as Tifa said, you could buy this in the store, but if you haven't gotten a chance to play it, your store most likely still has their Hydra deck. You can go in there, even though it's not game day, and, and see if they can if they have it, if they'll let you play against the Hydra. Yeah, and the stores did a great job um, with the challenge decks on yeah. game day. Like It seemed really successful and everyone had a great time uh, and you know, this is something awesome that I'm glad we're exploring more with the rest of the block. Yeah. So part of the, I mean, this was stage three of the Heroes Path, which is our continuous experienced uh, overlay that happens with this whole block. And Gavin, you've got a new position in R&D. Now, most of our fans know R&D, you, you have official responsibilities, but you still may design cards. You may help design new products. You do all these different things, but you've got a new focus, right? Yeah, I mean, I still have my fingers in a bunch of different pies, but I have a new position working closely with Dave Guskin and Mark Gottlieb on experience design. So yeah. uh, in addition to designing cards, I mean, I'm still a game designer, so I'll still be playtesting in the Future Future League and designing new cards, but I'll also be working on many of these experiences going forward. So stuff like the Hell Vault, stuff like uh, the boxes that you get now at pre-releases starting with Return to Ravnica and mm-hmm. continuing through Theros Block, stuff like the challenge decks. You'll be seeing some work from me uh, on those in the future for uh, next year's block and beyond. That's awesome. Now, Tifa, you've got another position which actually is going to help you work more with Gavin because you guys don't see enough of each other already. Yeah, so I am now um, the assistant brand manager for branded play experiences and the block sets. Uh, So instead of focusing on all of Magic, which is what I was doing before, I get to focus in on specifically the block sets. uh, And uh, and really, now I'm on the part of the brand team that focuses on those branded play experiences, which does mean I'll get to work with Gavin and Dave a whole lot more, going into meetings and brainstorming what we're going to be doing with experiences like this moving forward. That's great. 
I'm excited for you both. That's very exciting stuff. I mean, while Trick still does 500 trillion things, including editing a podcast for all y'all. So, well, you know, give us praise. <laughs> I appreciate it. I just love what I do, and I do a lot of things. So you guys have got new positions. We're still here. We know it's been a little while for a lot of you. Hang in there. We are getting this machine rolling. We'll probably have, I would think, two more episodes before we wrap up this year. And then we'll be back to start off the new year. All right, folks. Well, thanks for tuning in. We will be back in a couple of weeks with the next episode. Take care.